God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Every day it seems there is a new challenge to be faced, a new obstacle to maneuver around. There is a constant battle to cling to hope in a world that is broken. How do we maintain hope in darkness? How do we hold on to peace in chaos? How can we find rest in turmoil? How can we have joy in loss? To look at the world with only my eyes, my heart and soul will soon be crushed. But in the Spirit of God within me lies the power to stand. Within the Spirit of God within me, there is life, there is joy, there is peace. Though I live in this world, I am not of this world, nor was my Savior Jesus Christ. By the grace of Jesus and his great mercy, I have been seated in the heavenlies, and all who believe in him have also risen up to be seated next to him. If you need help remembering the goodness of God and recognizing your true place in life, give a listen. In the Gospel of John, Jesus makes the statement that if you live in this world, you will suffer mental pressure. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. It is encouraging to know that Jesus was and is victorious over the world. That promise is wonderful to hear, but the beginning of the promise indicates that if you are alive, you will suffer challenges. Jesus makes no promises of a life without pain. He made no promises that our lives would be perfect and always peaceful. He instructed us that if we were overworked and burdened, if we went to him, we would find rest. So where do we go when life gets dark and dreary? We have a choice to make of what we will dwell upon, either the pain of loss or the gain of trust. I look at the rose garden with its thorns and weeds. Some of the roses have been stolen and other rose bushes have died. And as I sit in the garden, I ponder the pain of these losses and wonder where you are. But in the stillness of the moment, your voice touches my heart. I am more solid than the ground you sit upon. I am the creator of the life you see and have seen. I am the breeze that rustles through the leaves. I am here with you now, and always will be. Trust in me. Through the tears I survey the wreckage. It is broken. It is seemingly beyond repair. How could this have happened? And this is not the first time part of my life was damaged. But in this moment of despair, your voice is clear. I provided your life and all the things within. I am the maker, not the breaker. I can repair and I can replace. I am here with you now and always will be. Trust in me. Again, I am faced with a challenge and have failed. The only constant in my life is the weakness of my heart. I have searched to find an end to the turmoil and trauma, and in myself I find nothing until I hear your voice. I am your Father who loves you. You are pleasing in my sight. I am the strength of your heart and stamina to stand. I am goodness and mercy following you every day. I am here with you now 
and always will be. Trust in me. Two weeks ago, I accidentally touched a moving saw blade and scraped the end of one of my fingers. It was but a momentary bump on the blade, fortunately only lightly scraping the tip of my finger, but my finger was quickly stained by dripping blood. A quick wash of the hand, and a couple of band-aids, a prayer, and the bleeding stopped. But the pain persisted for over a week, and oh, the pain when I bumped it into something hard. <laughs> About a week into this episode, I got a splinter and a finger in my other hand. And though it was but a small speck of wood, it was embedded into my skin and amazingly caused similar pain to the finger I had cut. How often do small things such as these plague our lives? Oh, that the pain in our lives were only small things such as these. In recent years, I have suffered the loss of my oldest brother, who led me to the Lord. And in just this moment of remembering this loss, the tears well up in my eyes. A couple of years previous to that, I lost one of my best friends in a freak car accident. We had just become shopmates. It was always a joy to be around him as we worked on our projects. I hired him to work with me on a job outside the shop and asked him to come to my house that morning. I waited for an hour for him to arrive, but I had to leave to go to the job. The next day I learned of his death. There are moments when I stand in the workshop I inherited from him and remember my friend. Of the loss there is no end. But the pain has surrendered to the peace of God. I can remember these losses and find solace in my faith in God and in my trust in Him. To try and understand the why of such events will always plague our hearts, but God has given us a way beyond this. We find this truth in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Perhaps one of the hardest requirements of the Lord is to trust in him and to tell our minds to shut up. To not lean to our own understanding is difficult in difficult times. Because the world is turned away from God and faith in him, they now lean on logic and reasoning. The trouble with a broken world that is now controlled by the devil, many things that happen have no logic or reasoning. Things happen because of an evil world host. In the Gospel of John, in chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus tells us about that host. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. This should have been a clue that our life would not be without challenge or pain. But remember, Jesus does promise to be with us and to care for us. The closer we are to the Father and Son and walk in the Spirit, the greater the protection about us. Even with a very close walk with God, the world is still broken and is decaying. The quality of our air and food and water has been compromised. And therefore, as we breathe and eat and drink, we are not getting the fullness of what God originally intended, and it wears on our bodies. 
we are to be good stewards of all that God has given us. How are you stewarding these things in your life? I didn't finish the verse in John 10.10, and this is the best part of it. The rest of the verse says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And Jesus didn't lie. In the midst of cut fingers and the loss of family and friends, I still have hope and joy and peace in my life. In the last 20 years of my life, I have had two roommates. I had one for about 12 years or so, and the other for around four years. When the last roommate moved out, I looked for another roommate for three months. At the end of the three months, I realized that the approximately $1,200 that my roommate had been providing, the Lord was now providing. I had no problem making ends meet. In fact, the quality of my life increased. The room that was for my roommate now became a dedicated prayer room. I have Bible verses plastered all over the walls. I have photos of family and friends and events and adventures of my life. This June, I will have been self-employed for 33 years. It took a while for my business to build up, but now I am comfortable and actually have some money in savings. In the next year or so, I will be out of debt. This all occurred due to learning to trust in the Lord to be my provider. I give you this testimony to show you that with faith in God, you can live a more than abundant life even with the challenges and traumas that come with life. Indeed, in all events, the quality of your life can increase. Take a deep breath, still your heart, and be thankful. The Spirit of the Lord is closer to you than that breath you just took. The Holy Spirit brings more life to you than the blood pumping through your heart. And the Spirit of the Lord thrives in an attitude of thankfulness. There is definitely a lot of things to complain about, but what would that profit us? There are many unanswered questions in our lives. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and it was witnessed by the Jewish community, their response is captured in two questions. In Acts chapter 2, verse 12, they ask the question, What does this mean? And in verse 37, they ask, What must we do? It is rare that we can get an answer to the why question. What does this mean and what must we do indicates a response in the situation. What will be our response in challenges? According to Ephesians chapter 6, we need to be clothed with the armor of God and take up arms. We need to stand against the schemes of the devil. We should have the truth wrapped about us to empower us. We need to wear God's righteousness as our true identity. We need to stand firmly on the gospel of peace, which we have as a gift. We need to have the shield of faith that will stop the arrows of the wicked. We need to wear the helmet of salvation that gives us hope for the future And we need to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and slay the doubts, worries, and fears that attempt to conquer us. Finally, we are to pray. We are to 
persist in prayer with our understanding and with the Spirit. In prayer, we build our relationship with God. In prayer, we come into His presence and find all that we need. In that relationship, we gain trust and lose pain. In trust, we find the strength to move forward. Isaiah 26.3 gives us instruction on how to be at peace. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. There is a term that is used to characterize the condition of a person's mind. The term is mindset. This verse perfectly epitomizes what mindset is, to be fixed or steadfast on one thing. Though we have been given peace by Jesus as a gift, we must decide to receive it into manifestation in our minds. It is a choice to be peaceful, and it is a choice to be worried. You have freedom of will and can choose what you stay your mind on. Do you have your mind, your thoughts, fixed or steadfast on God? If so, this will bring you perfect peace. For anyone who has lived very long, they have suffered some sort of pain and loss. It is our response to the pain that will determine how long it will remain. What we do in that moment and in the days and weeks after will determine the quality of our life. It is in the moments and hours of stepping into the presence of God through prayer and worship and study of his word that we will find strength to endure. I unfortunately know the pain of all sorts of different types of loss, but I also know the gain of trusting in the Lord. Instead of spending all my time worrying, I have learned to spend more time praying and simply sitting in his presence. The promises of God are true, but you won't know that until you ask him to fulfill them. Take time today to enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise, for in his presence is fullness of joy. Isaiah 40.31 has been my favorite verse for a very long time. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Are you spending time looking to the Lord? Are you spending time waiting upon him? It is in our personal relationship with the Lord that we find that strength to endure. If you have any personal prayer request, please feel free to contact me at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net or contact me on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. Peace be to you in the name of Jesus.